to navigate, there's two things you need to know. And the first is, where the hell are you? Exactly, precisely, right? Razor sharp. What's good about you and what's bad about you? By your own, by your own reckoning. You don't have to, you can ask other people, but this is a game you play yourself. It's like, as far as I'm concerned, I'm taking stock. What is it that's okay about me and what needs some work? And you gotta watch to not be too self-critical when you're doing that too, because that can just be another kind of flaw. And then the next is, okay, well, where are you going? What's your destination? Well, and that's what the frame is. Now, you know, you, you could do that in a very sophisticated way. And you do that by thinking consciously about who it is that you are in an articulated manner and where you want to go and why and how you're going to get there. And people hardly ever do that. That is, that's come as such an absolute shock to me as an educator. I, I just, because one of the other programs, I, I use this in my classes, one of the other programs in this suite of programs is called the Future Authoring Program. And I started developing it in my Maps of Meaning class, which is where some of this material is from. And I got students to write about their past. It's like, okay, we're, we're talking about stories, so let's tell your story. Who are you? How did you get here? And what are you now? That usually helps people put things to rest, although it's quite stressful while you're doing it. Stress goes up when you're doing it, and maybe you feel miserable for a couple of weeks, and then stress goes down and it stays down. So that's... And that's also why people don't do it, because who the hell wants to have their stress go up? But if it's temporary, it's a sacrifice. So then the next issue is, well, where are you going? And one of the things that, and this I just still, I cannot understand. These students that had been in education system for 15 years, 14 years, high-end students, most of them, not once in their whole bloody life did anyone ever get them to sit down for like a day and say, all right, justify your existence. Like, well, seriously, it's like here you are in university, you're taking a bunch of courses, you've got some sort of vague career plan. It's like, defend the damn thing a bit, since you're going to go live it and everything, you're staking everything on it. It's like, what's your damn plan? And why are you so convinced that it's not the plan of a babbling fool? Because if you haven't thought about it, then it is. And if you really want to go out there and live that out, you know, one of the things Carl Jung said was that you, you're in a story, whether you know it or not. And, and then he made two nice comments about that. If it's someone else's story, you're probably going to get a bit part. And it might not be the one you want. And if it's a story that you don't know, it might be one with a really bad ending. Or maybe it's just bad period with a worse ending. And if you don't know what the story that you're living out is, maybe that's the one. You know, maybe you got that from your mother, you got it from your grandmother, you got it from your aunt, or God only knows where you picked it up, because you pick up things like mad, because that's what human beings are like. So maybe you're living a malevolent tragedy unconsciously. And then one thing you might ask yourself is, well, how wretched and miserable is your life? Let's add futile to that. How wretched, miserable, and futile is your life? And you might say, well, yeah, 70% on each count. It's like, then you're probably unconsciously living out a malevolent tragedy. And maybe that's not for the best. Well, it's either that or the whole universe hates you, right? Or 70% hates you, you know? So, so anyways, you know, we got students to start writing in detail about not what they wanted. It's not a career thing. Because that's the closest people usually get, is they have a career plan. It's like, no, no, it's not a career plan. That's, that's peripheral. Important, but peripheral. It's like, all right, you got three years, man. You're going to live them anyways. 
Devote those three years to setting the world up around you so that it's the best it can possibly be for you. As if you were taking care of yourself, as if you cared for yourself. Well, what would that look like? You know, let's say, just for the sake of argument, if you figured out where you were, that you could have what would be best for you. Well, what is that? I bet you, you never asked. People don't ask. And so life comes at them like random snakes and they sort of fend them off. And life goes by and things don't work out the way people expected them to. But a huge part of that is they didn't know where they were because they wouldn't look or didn't know that they should look. Ignorance and willful blindness, right? Two great catastrophes. And they never figured out where they wanted to go or why. Now, there's a problem with figuring out where you want to go. And the problem is, is that you make your conditions for failure clear to yourself. And people don't like that. So if you keep yourself in the fog, then you can't tell when you screwed up. Now, that isn't so good because you're still screwing up. You're just too blind, self-blind to notice. Although, in, in, in the short term, that's less painful. If you make your criteria for success razor sharp, then you know every time you screw up. But that's great, because then you could fix it. You could either repair the, the, the behavioral inadequacy or the conceptual inadequacy that you're using as a tool in that situation, or maybe you could adjust your damn plan. Either way, you can fix it. If you don't do that, if you don't do it consciously, and, and this is what the psychoanalyst pointed out, is that you have innumerable quasi-autonomous subsystems that make you up that will generate stories impulsively and you'll just act them out. And you know that because you watch yourself over two weeks and you think, Jesus, I did a lot of stupid things in the last two weeks. And you think, why? And it's because you're a random, you're a collection of somewhat random quasi-autonomous personality units and lacking a leader they're just going to fire off whenever they want, you know. First you're hungry, then you're thirsty, then you want to go to bed with your wife, you know. Then you want to sleep in, then you want to tell your boss off, then you want to curse at the guy that cuts you off in traffic. It's like, you're kind of like a two-year-old, you know, just it's one emotional frame after another vying for dominance. There's no overarching hierarchy and there's no king at the top. The circuit that we use to, to defend ourselves against predators as we've evolved cortically, that circuit has, has come to represent what we don't know in general. Because the predators, of course, inhabit where we don't know. And so, evolution is a conservative force, and we use the circuits that we've evolved to represent new things. And so, the unknown, the chaos, is often represented by a monster that swallows you up and pulls you down. And you know, when you're feeling terrible, you don't say, well, I'm feeling up. You say, I'm feeling down. Well, why is that? Well, down is worse. I guess you're flat on the ground when you're down or you're in a hole or something like that. You're hiding in a hole. You know, it's down. And you're threatened by something. You know, maybe you're threatened by your own inadequacy. That might be part of it. Maybe that's partly what you imagine as a monstrous force because, you know, your proclivity towards procrastination and your weakness of character is part and parcel of why you happen to be in the underworld. And that's the underworld, the mythological underworld. That's where you go when things fall apart. And if you understand that, if you know that that's what that means, then you have one of the keys that opens up ancient stories to you. And you understand things. 
you can, your life can be in, organized, going very well, and then something comes up, and poof, everything changes. Some axiom that you were living by, and it might be the existence of a partner, it might be a job, it might be your health, any of those things. Go on. And you go somewhere when that happens. You go somewhere. It's a state of being. You're still in the same world, but it's not the same at all anymore. Everything about it is different. It's all negative and dark, and you don't know what to do. You're confused. And so, what do you do down there in the underworld when things have fallen apart? Especially if, if it's the worst possible case scenario and you realize that you actually had something to do with your demise. That's really annoying, you know, when something bad happens to you and then, you know, you grind yourself into bits trying to figure out what the hell happened and then you realize that, well, you were playing a causal role. Now, sometimes you're so depressed you assume you're playing a causal role and you weren't. It's not easy to figure out by any stretch of the imagination. And it isn't that everyone who does something terrible is at fault for it. But sometimes you find that you are off the path somehow. And maybe even that you knew it and that you didn't attend to it. And that's why all of this hit the fan. And so then down there in that chaos, you decide that you're going to do what you're supposed to do. Instead, and then maybe you get to rise up again, renewed, if you're lucky, and then you can go fix the city. And that's what this story is about. And that's why I picked the image to represent the Course, because really what happens, you see, with the psychoanalysts, the road to, to health, if you're not doing well, which means that as you act in the world, you're not getting what you want. There's something wrong with your, the match between your presuppositions and your actions, habitual, and the way the world is responding to you. And so it's not turning out for you. And the question is, well, what can you do about that? And one answer might be to examine yourself for presuppositions and action patterns that are not serving you well, and to find out what they are and what to do about them. And maybe some of that is, maybe you're not moving forward because of fear, and maybe that fear is grounded in terrible experiences that you had in the past that you've never been able to understand. And maybe one of the ways of gluing yourself back together and expanding your personality so that you could, in fact, live properly in the world is to go back to those terrible events and untie them and straighten them out and understand them and drop them 